but we do know she started the Fredericksburg Tea Party in 2009. She's a student of fine equine, and she's a true believer in correcting Matt whenever it's needed. This is The Angela Smith Show with special co-host Matt Long. Well, good morning, Hill Country. Does that sound a little bit like uh, Matt Long? As you know, uh, Matt shares Monday mornings uh, with me, and uh, so I just have the privilege of uh, saying good morning to all you guys this morning. Uh, all of my Patriots friends are out there, and Matt's going to be going along right with us here in just a moment. I'm here. There he is. There he is. Hey, you know, Angela, I have to tell you, I was uh, visiting with one of our listeners uh, last week, and uh, she said, you know, I listen to you every morning, but without a doubt, my favorite show is Mondays, and she kept apologizing. She said, I know, I know, it's I'm, it's, it's Angela's show, on my, but that's my favorite show. So there you go. You're getting your own uh, your own fan club. I will. There you go, Matt. That's awesome. Well, there's nothing there's nothing better than kicking off the week, um, uh, getting to do the show with you. Um, you know, helping people get involved in self governance, as you say. So yeah. uh, that's getting plugged in. Getting plugged in. Yeah, but uh, we're. We're a little bit separated this morning. I'm at an undisclosed location in Fort Worth, and uh, Angela is in an undisclosed location, probably somewhere uh, between uh, a couple of horses, somewhere (laughs) in Texas. So um, we have a great show lined up for you today. We're still going to be talking more about um, how you can, uh, well, today we've got a really good story on how schools decide which textbooks to use, and so you might want to get your pencil and uh, and your uh, big pad out this morning, your big chief tablet, and uh, take some notes uh, because we're going to go over how school books, how schools actually choose which book they're going to use, and then we're also going to talk a little bit about how Republicans, elected officials, now are starting to step into this whole fight with school districts. And so that's real good to see the the Republicans as a group and as a party starting to step into that. And uh, so that's what we've got in line for you today. Angela, I have asked Angela to go over the calendar um, as she has more resources in front of her. She is, uh, on Sundays, Angela puts together all the uh, items that uh, go in your weekly newsletter from the Fredericksburg Tea Party. And if you don't get that, you need to go to fredericksburgteaparty.org and sign up for our newsletter that comes out every Monday. Angela puts a lot of work into it over the weekends, and then it goes off to Tori sometimes Sunday afternoon. And uh, Tori then puts together that beautiful weekly email newsletter from the Fredericksburg Tea Party. So, Angela, the floor is yours. Uh, start with uh, the things nearest to us. What's on the calendar right now? Well, as you know, Matt, um, in Fredericksburg tonight is the uh, city council meeting, uh, first and third Mondays of every month. Uh, I don't have anything special for that meeting, but listen, every meeting is special. So if you uh, have been following uh, Jeanette Hormuth here um, in Fredericksburg, one of our Tea Party members, she usually gets an email out 
that um, maybe has some of the important items that you'll be needing to listen to. So go out to that meeting tonight. If you'd like to speak, get there a little bit early, maybe about 5.15, sign up. Uh, the the uh, city council meeting actually starts at 6 o'clock. Six o'clock, yes. Um, so that's tonight. And then um, Thursday of this week, we've got a couple of things going on. First of all, as you all know, uh, May 5th is National Day of Prayer. So um, I know that there are um, worship services, you know, all over the country um, around that event. In Fredericksburg, uh, they're having the National Day of Prayer uh, worship service kind of in conjunction with the 175th celebration. And that's going to be held at the school auditorium. Um, if you'll go on to uh, the... 175th, if you'll just look that up on your, on your uh, computer, you'll find more information about that. But also Thursday, May 5th, is Wine for the Win, and that is um, Mercy Gate Ministries' fundraiser to stop human trafficking, and that's going to be held from 6 to 9 p.m. at Signor Vineyards here in Fredericksburg. It'll be a lot of fun. So you might even be able to somehow get both of those um, events in on Thursday night if you're in Fredericksburg. Um, moving on to Saturday, May the 7th, there's a lot of things going on. Um, as you know, we've got early voting going on this week for city, school board, bonds, um, and constitutional amendments. And that early voting is going on. But the official election day is Saturday, May the 7th. And um, in Fredericksburg, again, city school board, uh, school bonds in Fredericksburg, an $82 million bond that we're voting on. In Kerrville, you've got a bond, and it's a $45 million public safety facility uh, bond that you're voting on. So May 7th is the official election day, and as you know, Matt, we always suggest that you vote on that official election day. If you That's can. right. If That's you right. can't this year, please get out and vote this week during early voting. Um, but my favorite event to discuss is um, on Saturday, and it is a rally and fundraiser for Raul Reyes, who is um, running for Senate District SD24, um, and Dr. Tim Wesley, who is our um, running for a state position, Texas Land Commissioner. Guess who's hosting that rally and fundraiser in Kerrville, Matt? I don't know. Would it be We the People? It would be. Patriots? Well, I'll tell you who it is. It's Lieutenant Colonel Allen West. <gasps> Oh, very cool. It's actually hosting this rally fundraiser, Get Out the Vote, for Raul Reyes and Tim, Dr. Tim Wesley. This is going to be held at 2 p.m. at the Y.O. Ranch Hotel and Conference Center there in Kerrville. And I, wouldn't, I would not miss it for the world. Now, this is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, as you know, Alan has been in Kerrville, and if you have seen him there, you know how inspiring he is. If you haven't had that opportunity, please take the opportunity. 
on Saturday of this week, May 7th, to go out 2 p.m. at the Wild Ranch Hotel and Conference Center. This is free. It's open to the public. Um, he is he is really um, our our uh, grassroots patriot, and you know he ran for governor and um, didn't make it into the runoff. So he doesn't quit. You know what I'm saying? He does yes. not quit. He is getting out there for the grassroots candidates who love our country, don't have an agenda, aren't being paid off by the big, big donors, and he is making, he's going to make a difference for these guys. So be, be there May 7th at 2 p.m. Um, that runoff election, if you don't have it on your calendar already, is May the 24th. I know there's so many different things going on, especially with, um, this May 7th uh, local election, but put on your calendar May 24th for the runoff election. And then, of course, Matt, I'm going to back up to May the 12th, which is Fredericksburg Tea Party's second Thursday monthly meeting. That's right. Um, you guys come out. We are continuing the uh, discussion about what is going on in our schools, in our schools and every school in the state. Um, come out uh, May 12th. Our um, speakers are from Texas Public Policy Foundation, so we're going to kick it up a notch and talk um, about legislative policy that's really going to affect our um, schools coming, you know, as we go into this next legislative session. And, and I guess, Matt, the question we're going to really be asking is what rights do you, what rights do you have as a parent the education of your kids when you're talking about uh, public schools. I just don't think we really know what those rights are and right. um, you know what what is what are our rights when it comes to uh, the kind of uh, books your kids are exposed to. Uh, yeah. What rights do you have when you find out that your child has been surveyed um, against? You didn't even know they were going to be surveyed right. in the classroom. I mean, there are so many things that you need to be aware of that are going on. And listen, when 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 teachers tell your your child not, you know, maybe you shouldn't tell your parents about this activity mm. today. You know, they have completely undermined your authority. So, um, on May twelfth, we're going to be talking about those kinds of things. Yeah, and uh, I think this is going to be a really prime time, this next legislation to, uh, legislative session to look at parental rights. And I think yes. there's already a lot of people looking at, uh, following, uh, the, the lead of Florida in uh, a bill like that. And folks, it's going to take a lot of pressure from, yes. uh, citizens because I guarantee you that the Texas House leadership and the governor both are not very excited about this type of legislation coming through. We've got the right. Senate seems to be on board right now, but the Texas House and the governor um, has um, they really made no statements uh, positively about uh, parental rights or parental rights legislation. So just like the fight when it came to uh, permitless carry or constitutional carry, that only went through because of the engagement. Of uh, citizens, they just couldn't ignore anymore, and so it's going to take that same thing. And so, our next meeting on May 12th, the Fredericksburg Tea Party meeting, 
is going to be really focused in on what what should that look like and how will we fight for that. So that's a very, very exciting meeting. And thank you, Angela. Thank you so much for bringing the calendar to us this morning. Of course. I don't. I don't even have internet connection where I'm at right here. So we're uh, wow. we're doing the best we can. So Angela, thank you very much. Uh, we've got a little bit of a uh, core Richards. I'm going to bring you here, and uh, then we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. So let's see. Um, ben Franklin says, and here's one we got to try and figure out. He says, um, "Never take a wife till you have a house and a fire to put her in." Uh, now, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's not talking about tossing your wife into the fire, but it, he just kind of came out a little bit funny when he wrote this one. A little bit of Ben Franklin, never take a wife till you have a house and a fire to put her in. All right, folks, y'all stay tuned. Angela, thank you again, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll talk to you later on. Folks, we'll be right back. All right, folks, thank you so much for staying tuned. I'm going to be bringing you uh, uh, the two stories I'm going to be talking about today are in the Texan.news. The Texan.news. I know that's a dot, uh, you know, not a dot you're used to, but that's what it is. The Texan.news. By the way, that is a subscription service. I believe it's about $7 a month. I don't know when they. Three years ago, actually, they got on the, uh, they started their newspaper almost the very same day that I started this uh, radio program. It was definitely the same week that they came out with their first issue of the Texan at the Texan.news. And um, I signed up right away and uh, had it automatically taken out of my account, so... I'm not sure how much it is, but I believe it's around $7 a month. I know that when it first started, they weren't giving anything away like, you know, beer mugs or T-shirts or caps or anything like that. But now I think when you, every, when you sign up for the first time, I do believe they uh, even get you even get some little goodies. So go check it out, the Texan.news. By the way, you are also able to get three free articles. And if you haven't done that yet, if you haven't gone there and used up your three free ones, and you want to uh, follow up on what this, uh, what we're going to be talking about today, then I would suggest you use your one of your free um, views to see this story called "Here's How Texas Public Schools Decide Which Textbooks to Use." And uh, if this is your, if this is the burr under your saddle then this is a, a great article, and uh, I'm really going to just basically read through it and stop every now and then. Um, but uh, like most other schooling decisions in Texas, the authority to choose textbooks ultimately comes down to the district. All right? So at the end of the day, your school district really decides which textbooks get into the schools. However, there's lots of different uh, steps. Uh, in, in get, there are a lot of different steps in that process. So the state does approve certain instructional materials. Periodically, the State Board of Education, and we're going to call that SBOE, announces it will accept bids for textbooks and other materials in needed subjects. 
And so what they do is they, every I believe it's every two years, they take up a new set of books. Um, I believe the last uh, process was for health books. Now they're looking at science, technology, and uh, career and technical courses. And so the what they're going to, it's a proclamation that they issue. They basically put the word out, hear ye, hear ye, we're taking all textbooks, science textbooks, technology textbooks. And so then the uh, book companies and whoever the curriculum uh, providers are, they will bring to the state of Texas, bring to the State Board of Education uh, their proposal books. And the SBOE will then go through those books, and uh, they will decide which of these books um, will cover the TEKS. Now, what are the TEKS? TEKS are the Texas Essential Knowledge and Skills. The legislature, of all people, the legislature decides what your essential knowledge and skills are. I know it sounds bizarre, but the Texas, <laughs> the uh, SBOE, along with your elected members of your House and, and uh, Senate, they decide what the uh, the essential knowledge and skills are that your children need. And then um, the Texas Education Agency, the TEA, um, is tasked with determining how much of the TEKS the instructional materials cover. So, for example, a textbook, uh, science textbook comes in, and the um, Texas Education Agency will take that book and side-by-side side compare it to the essential knowledge and skills that your uh, legislature and your SBOE has decided that your children need to, to know. So they'll, the TEA will take this new book, they will look at it, and if the TEA determines that the book covers at least half of the TEKS, all right, then the commissioner will give that textbook or, or software package, he'll give them a grade, all right? And if they score 50% or higher, then that means it's okay. That means it has gotten the seal of approval from the Texas Education Agency. All right, so now what you've got is a handful of books that have come in for whatever issue um, this uh, this year, it's science, technology, and uh, career and technical courses. And uh, these books then will be looked at by the Texas Education Agency. And by the way, that is um, a lot of people think that TEA is uh, the um, is the union, but it's not. The Texas Education Agency is led by a uh, an appointed, so a political appointee. Uh, right now, it happens to be Mike Morath. That's Commissioner Mike Morath. He was appointed um, by the governor. Honestly, I'm not. I'm sure. As long as uh, Governor Grabbit's been here, I'm sure he was uh, appointed by Governor Abbott. But he could have been a, a leftover. But anyway, that's not important. So the 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 uh, politically appointed um, commissioner for the TEA then decides if these books score at least. 50% or higher on the essential knowledge and skills, or the TEKS. All right, so that's where we're at. The They've now 
So they, we've got a stack of books that has been approved by the TEA, the SBOE, and uh, they all cover the TEKS, the TEKS. Now, did you stay up with all of that? <laughs> all right, so it only gets worse from here. So we got a stack of books that are approved right now that cover the TEKS. All right, now where do we go? So does the schools only get to choose those books? Are those the only books that choose, uh, schools get to choose from? Ah, that's a question we're going to answer right after we take this short break. I bet you can guess the answer to that. Folks, y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back, and I'll answer that question. Folks, we're back. Thank you so much for staying tuned. Let me get you caught up on where we're at. We're going through the process of how Texas public schools decide which textbook to use. And so where we're at so far is the SBOE, the State Board of Education, along with the legislature, very often will decide what it is that students in Texas need to learn. Uh, This list um, is called the Texas Essential Knowledge and Skills. You hear them referred to as the TEKS. All right, so these uh, the TEKS now are determined, and then the Texas Education Agency, the TEA, goes through the textbooks and decides whether or not they are up to the standards of meeting the TEKS, the Essential Knowledge and Skills. And so once they've decided that, then we have a list of books approved by the state. Let's put it that way. So now the question is, Are can schools choose only from that list? The answer is no. The schools from schools can uh, pretty much decide to use any materials they want. There you go. In fact, um, you could call it um, unapproved materials. So a book could come through the uh, um, TEA and through Mike Morath and uh, not be approved. And uh, you would think at that point in time the book would just be, you know, sent back to the publisher. However, that's not how it works. The school districts, if they want to, they can use unapproved um, for um, uh, unapproved materials in the classroom. For teaching core subjects, according to the Texas Education Cord, LIAs, oh, yes, all you needed was another acronym, right? This is your local education agency. I'm just going to use the word local schools. For teaching core subjects, according to the Texas Education, local schools may consider materials adopted by the State Board of Education. Other options include materials only adopted by the TEA commissioner, So the Texas Education uh, Agency, uh, or um, I'm sorry, Texas Education Agency, that's right, um, may also adopt some books uh, that the SBOE didn't say was any good. It gets really confusing, doesn't it? Um, Basically, your school can use anything they want to. Um, The TEA, then, this is where it gets interesting. And by the way, if you go to this article, on the Texan.news, you're going to have a lot of very, very interesting links in there um, that I pulled up over the weekend. And since I don't have, uh, right now I don't have Internet connection, so um, I'm glad I printed them all up. But the 
Um, the TEA then allots each district a particular sum of money for uh, instructional materials that the school districts have a broad leeway to spend. All right. Now, these records of these purchases are on this webpage, and there's a link there. And the daily reports for purchases that include materials unapproved by the state is linked here. So this is interesting. You can go to this um, these two links, and uh, the first one will take you to the amount of money that your school district is allotted, how much they've spent, how much they had carry over from the last uh, year, um, and uh, then how much they're spending and how much they have left. And so I've got Fredericksburg in front of me, and uh, Fredericksburg ISD at the end of last school year had 411000 call it a little over $400,000 left over. They then got around $200,000 for this school session, so do the math in your head, they to- now have a total amount of six hundred and thirteen or $600,000 in their account to use for books. Then the next line says, well, how much have they used? And so they have used a little over $300,000 so far, and their balance is about $300,000. So they've used about half of their available money. Now, with the school year coming uh, to a end here pretty quick, it looks like Fredericksburg ISD is going to go into the next school year with a carryover of about $300,000. And if the allotment stays around the same, they will get $200,000 more. Now, you want to know uh, where Kerrville stands on that list. Uh, let's see where I got Kerrville right here. Kerrville ID ISD came in with almost $700,000 left over. They got another 300000 So they're at a million, all right? They had a total allotment of about a million going into the beginning of this school year. They have spent 112000 of that. Yes, you heard me right. They have spent about 10% or actually 11 percent of their allocated money um i listen honestly i don't know how all this works i don't know if they're saving up or what they're doing but at this point in time this is a daily uh, daily sheet that comes out by the way at this point in time um and this one was published on april 30th uh kerrville has about almost nine hundred thousand dollars um for books so that is where we, uh, that is, has the money. And by the way, you can look this up. If you'll go to the Texan.news and find this article, all these links are here. This is probably one of the best articles I have seen yet on school, school books and how they're picked out. Now, the other thing, the other link in that very same paragraph says, you can go right here and uh, see exactly which materials are that your school district bought. The exact materials, all right? And so um, this is, you can go by 
school district. They have uh, last year. They have this year on it. And so to give you an idea, let's see, I printed up Kerrville, I think, uh, just to give you an idea of what Kerrville spent, which, by the way, was not very much. Remember, I said they didn't spend, they've only spent about $200,000. So you can go there and you can see that on the February the 1st, um, Kerrville School District, um, I'm sorry, December 27th, um, Kerrville Independent School District um, bought uh, some student material for the elementary school. Um, uh, yeah, there is a code for the subject area. Um, this is for 400 students, and it was called, uh, let's see, Texas Grade 5. Um, nope, that was the, uh, yeah, Texas Grade 5 print bundle, and it was streamlined. And I'm not sure what that is, but the code is E-L-A-R-E, and uh, they bought one unit of this, which cost $800. It serves 400 students, so that's not a bad deal, $2 per student. Uh, let's go to then uh, the uh, student material that Kerrville brought, the pre-AP Algebra 1. Um, they bought this um, on the 27th of December once again. Uh, the publisher is College Board. Um, it's student material. It goes to the high school. It says it is a math. Um, 400 students served. They bought one unit. Um, and it costs about $12,000 for the pre-AP uh, 1 Algebra 1 package. Um, for about $12,000 for 400 students, uh, yeah, I'd have to take my math, uh, my, my uh, shoes off to do that. That's about $300 a student, wouldn't it be? 300 times 400, 1, 2, 3, 4, 12, nah, yeah, something, yeah, there you go. That's what happens when you don't have a calculator right in front of you. But anyway, you can go to that website, the link on this story, and it will tell you every book, every um, every uh, co, every uh, textbook, every package, every online package, what have you that the schools are buying. Now, here's what it does not say, and here's where we need someone to do some homework. All right, because they don't put it on the same page. So we discussed earlier that there are approved materials and unapproved materials that your local school district may choose from. And um, if you look on the list of what they've purchased, it does not tell you if that package is approved or not approved. All right? So they bury that information. So what one would need to do would be to take these two databases, the one database that shows what your school has purchased, and then the other database would be the list of approved material coming from the Texas Education Agency or the State Board of Education. If you had those two side-by-side, and one of our uh, genius uh, spreadsheet geniuses out there may be able to combine this information and find it easier than I would because I'd have to print out both lists and just go one at a time. But then you would be able to compare what books, what packages did your school purchase that were approved, 
and what were unapproved. And then what I would suggest is following the unapproved list. Find out why these books weren't approved um, and why did your school district purchase them. And it may not be a bad reason. There, it may be, uh, it, it, there may be a very good reason for it. In fact, the unapproved material may not be terrible material. It's just not approved. And so there needs to be some homework by someone, whoever is, uh, whoever's burr, whoever's saddle this burr is underneath. They, uh, that needs to be, that's something you can do. And you can get all of these links if you'll go to the Texan.news. Um, in fact, I go ahead and just pay for a month or two and follow that and see if you like it. And if you don't, cancel. All right? If you don't, just cancel it. But, but go take a look at it. Um, there, later on in the article, it talks about the, um, here we go, let's see, let's just use um, uh, social studies material. All right, so last year the Texas uh, school districts placed 3,278 3, orders for social studies materials for this school year. So a little over 3,000 um, uh, social studies packages were purchased by the Texas schools. Um, a little more than half of those orders were for materials created by a publisher on the list of state-approved materials. All right, did you hear that? Over 3,000. 278, 3,278 orders, but a little over half of them were, uh, were approved. And so a little under half then meant they were not approved by the state in this school year. I, again, I don't know why they weren't approved, but if you, you'll need to do that school district by school district. Now, here's, here's how wide the choices are. All right. So, um, on one hand, Arlington ISD had requested money to buy two copies of Queer Injustice. And then on the other hand, Texas College Preparatory, that must be a, uh, a private school or a charter school, they paid $28.80 for a book by Hillsdale College Press called American Heritage, a reader. So, and this was to serve 25 students. So everything from a Hillsdale book to a uh, copy of Queer Injustice um, are the books that are ordered using your tax money and your state money. All right. So now, listen, whatever they want to do, unless you live in Arlington, honestly, I'm not sure if it's any of your business what they're doing in Arlington, with the exception of it's your tax money, <laughs> that'd kind of make it your business, wouldn't it? Um, but what's really your business is what's going on in your local school district. And it's going to take some digging to find all of that. I mean, I think we've been finding out over the last few weeks and even in the last year or two that your school's um, public education is not as friendly and lovely as you thought it was all these years. And uh, you're, we're going to have to stay on top of this locally, and it's going to be up to you and up to me to stay on top of this and up to people like Tara and uh, people like Brandon and Kerrville and Tara in uh, Fredericksburg and all of these other warriors, uh, Monica up in Granbury, 
it's going to be up to moms and dads like this to track and find out what your schools are up to. Folks, we're going to take a short break, and when we uh, come back, I'm going to be reading you something from the Daily Jot, um, which is a pretty good little daily uh, daily email that uh, someone, I believe, uh, Jerry uh, Jerry uh, McCorkle, Judy and Jerry, a few years ago or a while back said, Matt, you need to be getting the Daily Jot every day. So I'm going to bring you something from the Daily Jot from last week. Um, y'all stay tuned, and we'll be right back. Folks, uh, we are back, and uh, I'll be back truly in the Hill Country uh, uh, tomorrow morning to join you live from the studio. Um, actually, uh, keep me in your prayers today as I travel, as well as uh, keeping my uh, uh, in-laws in your prayer and my wife and her mom and uh, uh, my wife's big brother and, and the whole family here in Fort Worth as we struggle with uh, my wonderful, dear old uh, mother-in-law. And um, so most of us, and this is why I'm on the air, this is why I'm on the air, most of us, including myself, we have been standing on the sidelines too many years. And uh, it's a hard thing to get back into the game. Uh, someone, uh, friend, someone I know who learned how to ride a bicycle when they were a kid to this day can't ride a bicycle. So the whole idea that once you learn how to ride a bike, um, you know, you never forget, <clears throat> that's not true. Uh, most of us who have uh, stayed silent on the uh, sidelines and watched our country go downhill, it's not like we just know how to jump right back in the game. If we haven't practiced it, you know, if we hadn't played in a while or if we've never played, um, we got, there's a lot of things we have to learn. But one thing is very clear. Um, and I'm reading this from Tuesday, last Tuesday, or two Tuesdays ago, uh, from the Daily Jot. And um, let's start right here. As wars and rumors of wars swirl around us, and we have pummeled, and we have pummeled by horrific and tyrannical political policies, we as prophetic Christians have some considerations before us. Christians have been engaged in a war against our faith for over a generation, and for the most part, we have been witnesses. Not witnesses, as in standing in the gap for righteousness, but rather witnesses in the sense of watching our once godly nation, blessed by the true liberty of the Lord, dissolve into the bondage of sin in the name of humanist freedom. We have seen two contempt to overlook this painful truth and listen to the song of that sinful siren as she transforms our nation and citizens from light into darkness. Galatians 5 and 1 says, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. The bondage spoken herein is the bondage of satanic-driven sin from which Christ's death and resurrection freed all believers. Yet in the name of freedom, it is the humanist sin that threatens to wrap itself around the very existence of this nation and squeeze its lifeblood. 
Is this the lot of Christians engaged in a great and arduous struggle for the liberty of Christ? Are we disposed to be among the number of those who, having eyes see not and having ears hear not, the things which so nearly concern our salvation and the eternal life of others? Have we become a nation where the grace of God and its perfect liberty is laid down as an excuse to become enslaved in humanistic bondage because what God judges as unrighteous, man judges as righteous? Have we become a silent kingdom of God's people, betraying our Father in heaven with tolerance of human correctness, Are we to remain with a mouth to speak, but our words are empty and powerless because we fear man rather than God? The doctrines of men are the deceptions to freedom and the chains of bondage. If you have ears to hear and know the truth of that liberty which frees us all, to keep silent upon it is nothing less than treason. The Apostle Paul wrote in Ephesians 6 and 12, boy, I read this one all the time, don't I? For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. We should understand that the millions of Christians armed in the holy cause of liberty and in such a country as that which we possess are invincible by any force which our enemy can send against us. I'm going to read that again. We should understand that the millions of Christians are invincible by any force which our enemy can send against us. There is a just God who presides over the destinies of us as people and of the nations and who will raise up forces to assist us in this battle. You see... The battle is not to the strong alone. It is to the vigilant, vigilant, the active, the brave. In the months ahead, our light needs to be strong and powerful and fearless and courageous. Pray, yes, but also act. Um, this, this is what I'm, this is what I preach. This is my daily, this is three years. You realize we had three years, uh, Friday was the three-year anniversary of my program, and for three years, I've been preaching the same message. As uh, Lorraine says, get up, do something, write a letter. You've got to get engaged. We can no longer just be witnesses on the sidelines. We must be engaged, and I'll tell you what, the Fredericksburg Tea Party um, is a really good place for you to get engaged. We the People, Liberty in Action, over in Kerrville, another really good place for you to get engaged. The Patriots group over there. Um, Again, uh, an amazing place for you to get engaged. So you have a calling not just to witness, as in from the sidelines, to be a witness, but to actually witness, to speak up, to say something. You know, when we go to... um, the, the Capitol, when the Fredericksburg Tea Party goes to the Capitol or any other group goes to the Capitol, and we testify. Another word for that is witnessing. We are witnessing in front of those committees. We are testifying in front of those committees. And our call is to not be a witness on the sideline, 
as watching a train wreck, <laughs> but to be witnesses, to be engaged, to be part of the solution. And that means standing up for your children in schools. It means standing up for your liberties in your city and in your county. And it means standing up for your liberty at the state level and even at the federal level. I'm not sure how much uh, sway we have now at the federal level. I can tell you that you've got an awesome representative, those of you listening over the air, um, over the, uh, listening on your radio. Uh, you've got Chip Roy in Washington. Man, oh, man, has he been doing an amazing job. Um, and, uh, but in Austin, we're close enough. If you live in the Hill Country, you're close enough to be engaged and be part of the uh, part of the um, uh, of the of the planning of the working of all of this. Um, this summer, I'm going to be offering some training for those of you who can go to the Capitol. And listen, folks, even if you can't go to the Capitol, even if you cannot, if you're physically unable to go to the Capitol with us. Um, you know, it, it's an hour and a half away for most of us in the Hill Country, an hour and a half to two hours. And I'm always pleading with people to go. But listen, I know there are quite a few people that just can't do it. And I get it. There is a role for you to play here at home in your house. Even if you can't leave your house, there is a role for you to play. Um, if you've got computer and access to the interwebs, which a vast majority of you do that are listening, there is something you can do to help those who are going to be going to Austin starting in January. But it's going to take some training. And so I'm going to be offering that training up this summer. So pay attention. In June and July, we're going to be offering this training um, it'll be, I'm going to offer it in Fredericksburg, in Kerrville, throughout the Hill Country, anywhere anybody will have me. And, um, but this is going to be very key to those of you who want to be engaged in the process it, uh, in Austin at the Capitol. Folks, uh, keep me in your prayers today as I travel back to the Hill Country and keep the Jones family in your prayers. And y'all stay tuned for Lorraine, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow.